This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Rich, do you think that the, the, the Simeon move is just to, to have someone, a healthy body, because they're not going to go to Tim Boyle? And do you think that they're just kind of buying themselves some time? If I had to bet right now, I think it's probably it. I think the guy who might make more sense is Ryan Tannehill, because Tannehill is playing for a GM who obviously wants to go with a young guy there. They have Will Levis waiting in the wings. They have Malik Willis. If the Titans fall out of it, and they could look to just, you know, this is Tannehill's last year of his contract. You know, maybe they just want to cut the cord and start over and play some of these younger guys. I think that would be more of a likely scenario than Cousins. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number two, Wednesday night edition of the show. Thank you for stopping by at 1-800-919-3776. Also via X, formerly Twitter. At Gordon Damer, at Hardest to ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Get to your calls in a moment. Gordon, a couple of days ago, I had my yearly eye exam. Okay. And for the past couple of seasons, um, the doctor, who is a obsessed Jet fan, mm-hmm. uh, so whenever I go, it's like I'm doing the fifth quarter show. Although I'm not, no, You're not no, paid I am not for the fifth quarter show. No, I'm my Dan Grosso or Greg Buttle, uh-huh. but but I'm I'm doing the fifth quarter show for them, um, and so for the past four past four years, everything's good, eyes great, everything's good. You know, go to the eye chart, boom, 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 everything's great. Don't have to change the prescription. Everything's good. Gordon, for some reason this year. I think they changed the eye chart. <laughs> oh, it was, a, it was more of a struggle. It was a struggle, Gordon. Mm-hmm. It was a struggle. So the the and I'm you know and I'm so I'm using the old prescriptions. You know I can see everything's good. It's reading glasses only for reading. And so I picked up the new ones today. And so when I put them looking at the call screener, I'm like, whoa, look at this! Wow. I was blind before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does sneak up on you, right? I'm like, wow, look at this. It's so vivid and clear. It's 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 amazing. And there's a little blue tint in it for some reason, mm-hmm. which means I don't know what that means. It's not good because there wasn't a blue tint in it before. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that's not good. But nevertheless, you know, wow. I was just like, wow, what a difference, boy. No. I, think Dan- I think our last call, Danny, brought up a good point. I was thinking about it during the break. Uh-huh. What is the worst day in Jet history? Oh, God. I mean, there's a lot of contenders, but what, contenders. what would be the number one day? I have two. Okay. My two worst ones, and I'm going to go by being on the sideline. I was on the sideline for about one of them was watching Victor Cruz go right oh, that's past. A good one. Yeah, that's a good um, one. You know, go right past. Antonio Cromartie mm-hmm. to the end zone for 99 yards. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. The second one for me was watching Mark Sanchez run into Brandon Moore. Oh, my God. It's funny. I Googled oh. worst day jet history. And that came up. And that's the first thing that came that's up. That's the first thing that came up. Google knows, man. Google, Google knows. They're the experts. It said, but, first thing, butt fumble. 
That was number one for ESPN for oh my god! It had to be at least six, seven years, Gordon. That was like <laughs> the "You one. Light Up My Life" by Debbie Boone of SportsCenter. <laughs> that was number one for a very long time. And every time I saw it, I was like, "Oh." oh. And and unfortunately, Mark Sanchez or Brandon Moore mm-hmm. will never live that down. And well, look, it was it was should... funny because Sanchez made a little parody of it uh, when when when. Um, uh, Josh Allen lost the ball. Mm-hmm. Go, you know when he on in, on the first opening night, and he fumbled the ball coming up, and and uh, Sanchez said, oh, "Imagine that quarterback losing the ball at the at the line." <laughs> well, maybe they can be like Mookie Wilson and Bill Buckner, where they used to do yeah, autograph signings together. They both signed the picture at the same time. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yep. Uh, the, the ones that immediately came to mind to me were mm-hmm. either Belichick leaving, yeah. or Adam Gase coming. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> Because I don't think I have heard Jet fans more apoplectic oh, than man. after that opening day press conference from Adam Gase. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. All right, Joe Leo, Jet fan, resident Jet fan. Give me give me one off the top of your head. I, now, now, I know there's because you're a resident Jet fan, there's probably about 105 you can come right. up with. Easily. This but, is but give a me one. painful exercise for me. I'm sure. But the two that just pop into my mind – are butt fumble number one, Belichick resigning number two, and slowly followed behind Gordon's right is I called Gase the bug-eyed buffoon because of the press conference because he just he he was bumbling he was he looked like he you know just came out of a medical exam and they like inflated his eyes it was just. And after all the offseason where it was like, we're going to get Mike McCarthy, and then immediately we, we sign um, Gase. Gase as the head coach, maybe any time Peyton Manning picks up the phone could be on there as well. That's hmm. a possibility. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah, the, uh, the Gase one, man. Oh. Whew. The fake spike. From Big your spike, yeah, because because they lost the Jets after that game. They lost like five or six, and Pete Carroll got fired. And yep, that was a mess. There's been a lot of them. There's been a lot. A lot of them it's happened at the draft. They had that video a comp compilation uh, a few years ago. Of, yeah, of the different Jet misses at the draft. Yep, from the '80s and '90s. AFC Championship of game against the the Steelers, where it just fizzled oh. out from the start, and there was AJ just no Dewey, chance. There's another one, '83. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Jerry Rice. Passing on Jerry Rice. Passing on Warren Sapp. The whole crowd saying, we want Sapp. Yeah. We want Sapp. Ah, you don't know what you're talking about. And with the uh, 10th pick, the Jets select tight end Kyle Bray. And the, the one guy who just puts his hands over his face. Devastated. Oh, and, and Bur- Chris Berman is on the broadcast. <laughs> oh, how can, I, how can I forget this one? The Mo Lewis game. Almost, oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah. most famous Patriot who should have his number retired in New England. He's he's the greatest Patriot of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. How could I forget that game? It's amazing. There's a, there's a lot of there's, there's a lot a of lot. contenders for number oh, one. Oh my God, there's a lot. There's 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 a bunch. There's a bunch. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Kobe's in Staten Island. Kobe, you're next on ninety eight seven. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. How are you? We're good. What's going on, Kobe? Not much. Um, so I call in as a diehard Jets fan, been a fan for as long as I can remember. Um, 
call in as a defender of Robert Sala because there's a lot of people in the fan base that are coming for his head and saying, oh, he needs to help make adjustments for Wilson and all that. But he can't do anything because Wilson's not an NFL-caliber quarterback. And I don't know what people are expecting Sala or even Hackett, for that matter, to do. I mean, what I think they should do is they should draw up a run play where Wilson runs out of the stadium and never comes back in. He's terrible. <laughs> um, so that, that's all I really have to say. I, I can't, you know, I, I like Robert Sala, but, you know, he looked like he was going to cry when Rodgers went down, and I, I don't blame him at all. Um, that's all I really had to say. All right, Colby. Right, Colby. Thanks for the phone call. Go ahead. I just thought of another one. Okay. I mean, that's what happens. They start springing they start, up. Just, just it's like up. when you when somebody says a red car, you don't necessarily think you've seen any red cars. But then after that point, you start just seeing red cars everywhere. All the way. Google, Google's everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Geno Smith. I don't remember the team. Maybe Joe will remember. Geno Smith uh, <laughs> near the end zone trying to um, avoid the safety. Mm-hmm. put the football behind his back. Right, yeah. And gets it, fum- and fumbles it, and the defense comes in and scores scores a touchdown. There's a couple. There's, there, there are a few. But those were the hundreds. top two for me. Yeah. The Victor Cruz watching him south after going 99 yards mm-hmm. and the butt fumble, which if I remember correctly was a Thanksgiving night. Yeah, it was a Thanksgiving night, yep. My wife thought I was having a heart attack. I was laughing so hard. It was like oh. one of those laughs where you can't get air in your lungs. <laughs> I, well, was just, I was just writhing. I was, we were too stunned moment. to laugh. We oh were too stunned God. to laugh. We, we were just like. You know how like when your kid falls and sometimes they fall and like they cry right away. But then yes. you know it's serious when they, yeah. they fall and they take a breath in to get the cry out. That's mm-hmm. how I was laughing that night. I mean. And I remember looking at Rex's face. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what came out of his mouth. No, I can't. Well, I can imagine. <laughs> I wasn't going to get, get a snack. <laughs> it wasn't that. But, you know, but it, it was, it was, oh, my God. It was, it was awful. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So, Gordon, uh, Joe Leo is coming with a couple more during the break. They, they spring up, right? All of a sudden, spring it's up. like a weed. Oh, you get one over here, you get one over there, and then it's, it's everywhere. He has. He has. What you got, Joe? In just a PTSD flashback, it was the uh, Bud Light game on Thursday Night Football with the Browns when – Cleveland had a bunch of beer coolers all over the city that if the Browns won, they would just simultaneously unlock. And this was when the Browns lost, I think it was 20-something straight games with Baker Mayfield. It was Baker Mayfield wasn't even his first start. He came in relief of Tyrod Taylor and light up the Jets for, I think, 30 points on Thursday Night Football. (laughs) So that one came to mind. Pick any loss in Buffalo late in the season when they could potentially go to the playoffs and they lose, particularly the 2015 one with Ryan Fitzpatrick where I believe he threw three interceptions in that game. Mm-hmm. And the playoff chances just yeah. whisked away when he threw for 3,000 yards and both Decker and Marshall had over 1,000 yards yeah. receiving. That's right. And Chris Ivory, I think, had a 1,000 yards rushing he in that did. season as well. He did. And somehow yeah. that team misses the playoffs. Yeah, because they couldn't beat their former coach. 
and they couldn't beat the Raiders twice that year. They couldn't beat the Raiders in Oakland. Yeah, and that Raiders team was dreadful. Yeah, memories. Subi's in Midtown. Hey, Subi, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. I'm just wondering if you guys uh, noticed a difference in Zach's personality and um, overall on the sidelines. You know, he doesn't have an, an iPad or a playbook when he leaves the field, um, when he gets on the sideline. Is that something to worry about um, because of the fact that he might be just um, you know, not all there mentally um, with the Jets? I think what a change of scenery might make him a better player. But also, um, I think the, one of the worst days in Jets history was the Vinny, Vinny injury. I think that yeah. uh, that was one of the worst days. And then the final point, um, but I have a question for Gordon. Regarding Miami, if they stay healthy, if Tua stays healthy throughout the year, are they in, are in, are they in the Super Bowl for the AFC? That's, that's all i got to say. I mean, I don't know. Tua has been sacked one time so far this year. There's a very good chance he's going to be sacked more uh, uh, on Sunday against the Bills than he's been all year, and that's that's the the holdup. It looks like their offense is explosive, and they've got weapons left. I mean, they scored 70 points. They didn't even have uh, Jalen Waddle in the game. So uh, they are an explosive offense. They are um, certainly taking uh, their their coaching is great. Their players have played great so far, but it's three weeks. So I, I, I would I would tend to say let's not get carried. They were three and zero last year. Went into a Thursday night game against the the Bengals. Tua got hit and a very scary hit, and the season changed from that point on. It's it's kind of hard for me to to buy in to him staying healthy. He's going to get hit at some point. Every quarterback mm-hmm. gets hit at some point, and and how does he react to that? We'll have to yeah. see. Yeah, it's a big game for against Buffalo this week. Yeah, absolutely. And it's in Buffalo. Get it out of the way now. You don't have to go there in the middle of, you know, every year it seems like they have to go to Buffalo in the winter or New England in the winter. This year they've gotten both out of the way. So that's a positive. Yeah, it is. Wes is in East Hanover. What's up, Wes? Good evening, fellas. Good evening, company. Yeah, I want to talk a little baseball real fast because Ronald Acuna Jr. just stole his uh, 69th and 70th base for that 4070 club. And I'm curious what you guys think is the most impressive record in baseball or feat in baseball. What we saw with Judge last year was awesome. What we're seeing with Acuna this year is amazing. But I don't think they they really step up in overall baseball history. So I'm curious what you guys think is uh, the biggest accomplishment in baseball. I think it was, it would have to be, uh, to me, it's DiMaggio's hit streak. I mean, nobody's yeah. really ever Thanks, gotten West. close to it. Yeah. Um, you know, 50, and it's it's a thousand years old now, but nobody's nobody's ever gotten close to it. Yeah. Uh, I could also think of, of something that Bonds did because mm-hmm. he was like yeah, a cartoon really. character. Yeah. I think, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to go pitching-wise, Gordon. I'm going to think the amount of no-hitters that Nolan Ryan threw. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think we're going to see that, Gordon. I mean, not by one person. Maybe we'll have well, no, a, nobody throws that many. Right? You, know, you know, you could have maybe a no we'll, hitter; they'll take you out. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll have a, a you know combined. They'll, they'll be more combined no hitters than they've ever been in Major League Baseball history. But I mean, you know, it, it's funny, and you don't even hear his, Gordon. It he was so dominant, and the game has changed so much pitching wise. You don't even hear his name mentioned anymore. Nolan, no, Ryan. you don't even hear yeah. it mentioned anymore. Because pitchers aren't that dominant. They don't have a chance to be that dominant. They, they're not going to pitch the innings. They're, they're not going to, you know, their arms that you can't pitch the innings. 
you know, the way baseball is now, well, you know, you're going to face him third time through the order. You know, you're not going to be able to do that. Um, the guys came up with Johnny Vandermeer, who pits back-to-back no-hitters. Yeah, that's, uh, that's one. That's a freaky one, but yeah. Yeah, that, that's another one that you could have. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know. I, well, look, Joe DiMaggio hit 56 in a row uh, 82 years ago. Mm-hmm. And the closest person since then was Pete Rose, and it was only 44 games. 44. And that was in 1978. Yeah. Like, nobody's sniffing that. No, nobody's sniffing it. You know what else nobody's sniffing? Cal Ripken's number. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Heaven forbid, not, right? Oh, not my in the age of analytics. <laughs> yeah. No, no, nope. you need to rest. You're exhausted. Yeah, absolutely. You played seven straight games. <laughs> it's been a busy week. <laughs> On grass. On grass. So, you know. No, you're I'm the sorry. DH, but still, you're, you, you know, must be exhausted for exactly, all the swings. Exactly, you know. And, and and turf, the turf is not good for you. You know, hot day mm-hmm. on turf. You know, we'll, you know, you'll DH the nightcap. We'll yeah, like I'm that. looking at a list of the longest hit streaks. Like just in my time watching baseball, mm-hmm. um, Pete Rose, 78, he hit 44 straight. Right. Paul Molitor hit in 39 games in 1987. 39 is a significant yeah. ways away from 56. Yeah, it is. Didn't anybody think to intentionally walk DiMaggio at one of those? <laughs> Apparently not. Go right at him. That's it. Make him, make him beat us. Make the pitches. It was different. Gordon, it was different back then. It had to mm-hmm. be. Other, don't you think somebody would have intentionally walked Babe Ruth? <laughs> right. They definitely did with Bonds. Now I'm not yeah, messing around. Get, just put him on. The bases are low. It doesn't matter. That's it. We're good. I'll give up one instead of four. Exactly. We're good. We're good with that. So... That's an interesting question, Wes. Thanks. But especially, Gordon, too, you know what? And we didn't get a chance to talk about it last night uh, while we're taking a breather from football. The, uh, you know, the death of Brooks Robinson, Mm -hmm. uh, which was, I mean, watching, um, I remember the Mets 69 World Series, Mm -hmm. Gordon, and, you know, just looking at the highlights of what Brooks Robinson was able to do that year and then watching him years afterwards. I mean, he was just – he. there's nothing that got past him at third base. I mean, nothing, Gordon, nothing got past him. It was, ama- it was amazing how talented he was. It was amazing. He was just he, – he was the best third baseman that you could, that you could ever think of. He was. Yeah. I, he, I, uh, he was a little bit – he was just kind of when I was coming into the sport. But mm-hmm. it's funny, like, when you mention a great fielder, it's still – oh, he's no Brooks Robinson. Right, exactly. It's true. <clears throat> it's true. Now, I will say this. Gordon, I think memory – he, Greg, uh, Greg Nettles was close. Mm-hmm. He was close. But he wasn't Brooks Robinson. But he was, he was, on, he was, he was on the block. He was in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He was in the neighborhood. But Brooks Robinson was just oh, tremendous. Tremendous. Great third baseman. Great third baseman. That, that, that Baltimore pitching staff, the baby birds, weren't bad either. Yeah, they had some great teams. Uh, I mean, that was when uh, – and, and who knows? Maybe they'll – maybe this is uh, a sign that this is their year as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What were they, two games to clinch coming into today's game? Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, it's really weird. The Baltimore Orioles clinching the AL East. Like what? 
Damn, Donetsk since Messina was there. Am I right? Yeah, it's been it's been a while, um, and intentionally so. Uh, yeah, and and you just think of what Judge has been able to do since he's come back. Yeah, and what Cole has been able to do. Your stars have have delivered. They produce, and the Yankees have not been anywhere close. Nowhere close. Nowhere close. Lou's in Nashville. What's up, Lou? Hey guys, I um, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, we got you. Okay. Actually, I want to comment on the Jets' worst day in history for me, and mm-hmm. that was when Belichick resigned after one day. Think about the, the the fortunes of the Jets. Belichick resigns, goes to the Patriots, and that's it. It's over. You know, and then, then that's like 20 years of, of ridiculousness. And, uh, and you know, he builds this incredible team there. And, you know, we've been suffering ever since. Yeah, it's been pretty bad, Lou. Thanks for the phone call. But you know what, Gordon? Can I be honest? With the Jets, look, they probably would have got the Cleveland Belichick, not the New England. Yeah, see, that's the thing. When he left, it was not like, oh, my God, we lost Bill Belichick because he wasn't Belichick then. He was the great defensive coordinator, but he wasn't great in Cleveland. He had the one really good year, and uh, he wasn't Belichick yet. It wasn't until later that regret was in hindsight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You didn't know. Right. Didn't know. I, was, I was doing some Google. I kind of forgot about a couple of these. Uh, somebody has uh, the hiring of Rich Kotite. Why? Because he went 1-15? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. The Gastineau personal foul in the 86 playoff game yeah. against the Browns. They were up yeah. big, and it was like five minutes to go. Mm. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of. Yeah, please. Gordon, it's bad enough for the Jets, man. What are you doing? I, I just he, he, I just Stop. thought it was an interesting I just thought it was an interesting okay, like what we we know that there's a lot if you did a top ten it would be tough to to narrow it down to ten but what's the number he said Danny said it was the, the t- this Sunday night is going to be the worst night in in Jets history yeah wow would they ask Taylor Swift to sing the national anthem listen why are you here could you go down and hold oh, a few bars I don't I don't think that they can afford to have her <laughs> she's I mean she's like the Beatles right now. Like, there's he been is. a popular trend on TikTok where mm-hmm. women say to their husbands, hey, it's nice to see this guy, Kelsey's dating Taylor Swift. This will now put him on the map. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, the, and the guys all re- put him on the map. He's one of the best tight ends. And they all react that way. I think, they, right. I think Julius Randle's wife, I have yes. not seen the TikTok yet, but I think Julius yeah. Randle's wife the audio. Got, got him that way as well. Yes. But... It's not preposterous. Like, he is hitting a new level of fame because of this. Like, Taylor Swift is significantly more famous. Absolutely. Than any sports person almost can be. Certainly more than Travis Kelsey. His jersey sales went up like 4,000% or something, 400% or something like that. Got a bunch of new followers. Yeah. On Instagram and X. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, and his brother's like, he's he's insufferable. (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's obviously chasing fame. At this point, there's no other. There's no, there's no, no definitely. This is this is a move to become more famous. And and you know. look, he's a great football player. He might he be is. the best tight end ever. He's always he, open. He's literally open on every single play. Yep. And he's almost in as many commercials as his quarterback. Right. And you were saying earlier the, about, um, like, didn't you ever think of walking Joe DiMaggio? Yeah. Jet defense, just put three guys on him. Just take yeah. him away. <laughs> yeah. Take him out of the equation, and let's see. What, how they do. Right. Because they lost when he didn't play. Right, exactly. <laughs> if Belichick's thing is, I'm taking the best player away, yep. he's clearly their best pl- – he's the thing you take away. 
There's no question about it. No question about it. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. No, I don't. Your name is significantly more important than I ever going to be. Why can't we just let Robert Salah coach? Like, at some point, we have to let the guy coach the team. Two years ago, he can't coach defense. Now he's losing the locker room because of Zach Wilson. What does Joe Namath want? What would his preference be? To just cast away Zach Wilson and then Trevor Simeon take the football team over who hasn't played football in six weeks or something or four weeks and hasn't been in this offense, not certainly under Nathaniel Hackett? That's a better option. I'm not sitting here saying that this is a great option for the Jets, but it's the best option right now. That's just where they are. And I think that they need to take the training wheels off and take the handcuffs off and stop coaching the kids scared and see if you can somehow get a lead and maybe the defense plays in a favorable position instead of protecting. So I just don't agree that we just have to get rid of Zach Wilson. That's Dan Olowski on the Michael K Show here on 98.7 ESPN. I do. uh, I I do think you have to get rid of Zach Wilson. Yeah, but, you know, Dan's a quarterback, so he's going to side with his guy. I get it. And he's been very vocal in his support. He, he has been. Throughout the process, throughout the draft, all these type of times. So Yeah. I he's, get it. he's consistent. He is consistent. I say that about him. He's consistent. And I'm I'm a little torn though, Gordon. And I'm torn in taking the training wheels off. I mean, Gordon, I think in a sense, they've tried to. It's not like he doesn't run he doesn't come back to throw on any play. And he, they give him the chance to audible at the line. So they've taken the training wheels off. It's if he wants more freedom, Gordon, he's got to earn it. It's, you know, it's simple. Yes, all right, all right, your, your child, your child's a teenager. Okay, well, well, we'll set the curfew. Okay, if they respond, they can handle the responsibility of the curfew. Then we'll extend the curfew a little bit. Oh, I want a pet. I want a pet, Daddy. I want a pet, Mommy. All right, fine. We'll get your pet. Now you got to prove that you got to take the responsibility of having that pet. Okay, when you've proven that you can handle the responsibility, Gordon, you get the pet. He's got to prove that he can take the responsibility of being consistent in making the right decisions, looking, not holding on to the football. One, two, let it go. Throw it out of bounds if you don't have it. If they see that, I think they would be more amenable to taking taking the training wheels off and giving him some more freedom. Yeah, he can't handle it when the training wheels are on. You don't take the training wheels off if the kid is still falling over on the bike. Hey, we'll just take these training wheels. Clearly, these training wheels are not working. It's a very fine line. I get it. You would like for the offense to be a little bit more creative to work around it. Um, and I think that you do. But it's, it's, they are walking a tightrope. They are. Because, they all, because you know what happens. If they take the training wheels off and he throws three interceptions... I don't think it's going to matter against the Chiefs, but let's say against the Broncos, right? They take the training mm-hmm. wheels off. He throws three interceptions, and they lose the Broncos. Oh, you're, you're throwing too much at him. you you got to coach this guy very – you don't let him ruin the game. for. Well, which is it? Yeah. Uh, no matter what alley you're going down, it, he's a bad quarterback. Yeah. It's very difficult to win with him. <laughs> it's what it is. But it, I, I would agree, I don't blame Robert Sala. Right. I blame Joe fault. Douglas. This is a Joe Douglas production. Yeah. I, I, we didn't get to it with Rich this week, but I would love to know, and maybe it's un, maybe it's not known right now. What was the process that led them to say, "Hey, we're going to have Zach Wilson be the backup"? 
Yeah. What were what were they thinking? Because it's clear he was not ready for it. No, they weren't thinking. They weren't thinking. Felix is in the Bronx. What's up, Felix? Hey guys, um, uh, I heard that you guys were talking about uh, how you guys doing anyway. Good, uh, have good, a good night. Um, I, I heard that you guys were talking about the, you know, the worst uh, uh, time of, of the Jets. For me, it was that time that uh, Richard Todd made that commercial for the Daily News. Read about tomorrow who's going to play us in the in the Super Bowl, and then they went to Miami and laid an egg. I don't remember. Was that eighty-two? That? that was eighty-two. I don't remember the commercial. Yeah, I don't remember that. Wow, that's I, a good one, Felix. Yeah, I don't remember that. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, that was that was that was before Shula awarded the field down. Well, look, <laughs> home field advantage, Larry. Unbelievable. Just can't get a break. I swear they no. can't get a break. Well, look, at least back then they were going to the playoffs, right? Yeah, they were, they were absolutely. part of the mix. Absolutely. Although they probably, I mean, you know, Miami owned them. I mean, Todd was just concerned about the the defense. They they, oh, it's unbelievable. Like, it, it's it's crazy that they missed out on the playoffs and and have not had a sniff, Larry, since. Mm-hmm. 2015 was the last time. Mm-hmm. I mean, not 2015. 2015 was the last time they were close to the playoffs. Yeah, close to the playoffs. The last time Lost they were the in the playoffs time. was 2010, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lost to Pittsburgh at Ben Hines Field. I don't know what it is now. Can you imagine telling somebody after that conference championship game, you will not be back in the playoffs for over Ever. a decade? Yeah, yeah, it does feel still that not way bad. right now. Yeah. <laughs> it was still not bad. Gordon, right? I would have them condemned. If, I, if you told me that that night after that loss, I would have said, I don't believe you. It's inconceivable that that would happen, and here we are. But I knew – here's what I knew, Gordon. I knew that they weren't going to go that deep – the following season because they had, I mean, what were the odds of them going back to back to the AFC championship? And remember the year before Rex and Baltimore got to the AFC championship. So Rex had been there as a coordinator and a coach three consecutive years. Or, Or what if I told you after that year in 2010, you will have one winning season in the next 13 years. One. That's crazy. One winning season. One winning season. Mm-mm-mm. It's not good. It's not good. It really isn't. Roscoe's in Brooklyn. What's up, Roscoe? Fellas, I, you know, I haven't spoken to you guys in a long time. You know, um, Dame, great, great uh, pre uh, – remember at the beginning of the season when you were predicting that the Jets were going to go third seed and one? No, it was and 15 and two. Was the al- it was the algorithm, Roscoe. It wasn't you me. It was the algorithm. Right? Now, that. look, I, I created Frankenstein's monster, but the algorithm can't predict injuries. Don't be silly. No, 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 of course not. Of course not. But hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah. The, the, the draft class for Zach Wilson, right, which was 2001, I was talking to your, you know, your screen caller. The only, the only quarterback that's left and any good, besides uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence's Mark, uh, uh, Matt Jones from 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 the Patriots. Now I feel like Woody has something to do with with selecting Zach Wilson. I feel like he went with Zach because he was the pretty boy, clean cut, uh, BYU, you know, more misses, uh, Montana that, and who we got like. Like, really? Did we really get a quarterback? We got a young kid 
who we nobody even heard of BYU. Nobody even seen games from BYU. So I don't like. Let's stop blaming Douglas. My point is, like, let's stop blaming Douglas because Douglas has we we amped his whole entire squad. The issue was Woody. Woody made that pick, fellas. I, I, how do you know Roscoe? How do you know Woody made that pick? How do you know Douglas made it? Because he's the GM. And and of look, part, and, and part of being the GM is sometimes you have to convince the owner not to do something stupid that you know is stupid. So if Joe Douglas knew that that was a bad pick and allowed the owner still to to force his hand to make that pick, well then the, he's not the right guy. You're going to have to get a GM in there that can convince the owner. To not make bad picks, the GM has made great picks, though. Great, he may had one great draft where he had two top ten picks. Can we stop with the? He's had all these great drafts. The first draft was a complete wash. The second draft, he took Zach Wilson. This draft, we don't know yet. This idea that he, oh my God, he's had all these amazing drafts. Nope, not true. Otherwise, the offensive line wouldn't be the yeah, way it is. exactly. Exactly. And really, it's funny, that draft in 2021, it was supposed to be all about the quarterbacks. If you didn't take a quarterback, you were in great shape in the first round. Yeah. Again, true. the picks after Zach Wilson went two, Trey Lance went three. Kyle Pitts, who's had a hard time, uh, I don't know, I think it's the quarterback play there. I think he's an amazing talent, but it, it's just not clicked. Uh, Jamar Chase, he's been fantastic. Jalen Waddell, Sewell with the Lions. Mm -hmm. J.C. Horn has been banged up, but has been good when he plays. Sertan with the Broncos. Devontae Mm -hmm. Smith. Micah Parsons. Rashawn Slater. Could have had any of them. None. And and, and didn't do it. Didn't get it done. Didn't get it done. 1-800-919-3776. I'll chat with Gordon Damer on Ryan Tannehill next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Gordon, you've had a front row seat watching Tennessee's QB Ryan Tannehill run things for your Miami Dolphins for a couple of seasons. Even under Adam Gase, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, What can you tell us about him? Uh, Would he be... My sense, first of all, let's be honest. He compared to what they have, he's significantly better overall. I understand that, but uh, could he be a guy that would come in? And the reason why we're talking about Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, is because Ritzamini said that while people are talking about Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill might be a more realistic solution uh, for the Jets to get because they want to go with a younger quarterback and they're ready to cut ties and so on and so forth. Plus, he's a free agent at the end of the year. Um, is he would would he be a guy that could? I don't want to say save the season, but at least you'd have a fighting chance. Now, okay. he, look, he's thirty five, he's thirty six, something along those lines. So he's not what he used to be. He's been banged up a lot the last couple of years, um, and he's been sacked. He, I mean, he used to get sacked with Miami. I think he got sacked sixty times in his second season or something like that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be a massive upgrade. Mm-hmm. And I'm not telling you you'd get to the playoffs, you're going to win 10 games, but he, he can at least play quarterback. You, you, there's a possibility you would have more than 10 points. Yes. <laughs> now, again, he's 36. Let me see. Hold on. He's 35. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
Uh, he just turned 35. So mm-hmm. uh, he's been banged up a lot. But he does still have some wheels. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a t- – if you were a Jet fan, you'd sign for that right now. Absolutely, you would. You would. Do the Jets – don't the Jets have some, like, extra fourth-round picks this year? I thought they did. I think they, they had, did. like, three fourth-round picks this year. I have to check that out. Yeah, I thought they did. I thought they had some extra picks. Um, but I'm just not – so let me ask you another question while you're searching that. Mm-hmm. Uh, your quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. Tua looks amazing. Amazing. Gordon. Absolutely. Looks amazing. Is that coaching? Because I remember that uh, under the previous head coach, Brian Flores, mm-hmm. he was benched, and you brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick was brought in right. to try to – Right, a lot of back and forth. He had kind of fractured that relationship. He did not like Tua. Ownership wanted to stick with Tua, and the reason why Mike McDaniel got the job was because he obviously made the case that he could work with Tua and, and, and get Tua to ex, uh, excel – uh, yeah, I do think it's a lot of coaching. Uh, mm-hmm. Tua's not a great physical specimen. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the strongest arm in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he certainly has been banged up a lot in his career. So, yeah, I mean, they're getting the ball out. They're, they're, they're minimizing the weakness. They're getting the ball out fast. They're, they're, they've surrounded him with speed. Mm-hmm. They have speed at running back. They have speed at receiver. So, yeah, I think that, that Mike McDaniel deserves a lot of credit for saving to his career because it did not look like it was going this way. That's for sure. No, it didn't. By the way, just have three fourth round picks, their own Miami's and Denver. Okay. So they do have some extra fourth round picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it is, is, I wouldn't think one fourth round pick is going to get it done. Maybe a fourth and a fifth for Ryan Tannehill, two fourths. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. And Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going to just, just, just give us the, the fourth round picks. <laughs> Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Oh, man. Good evening, Larry, GD. Shout out to the company. And, yeah. Oh, man. I was just definitely getting a kick out of Roscoe, you know, talking earlier. It, 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 it is funny. But that, 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 that thing is just that, – that pick is just never going to go away. Nope. <laughs> nope. And I, I was telling, you know, because me and Joe were going – going through the history of, you know, bad, you know, bad pitch and, you know, times we could have dropped a quarterback and, you know, I I always tell them, you know, there was that great time where, you know, we decided to draft two safeties back to back where, you know, we had Mahomes and Watson on the board. It was just amazing. (laughs) And then, you know, and then, of course, the worst jet moment, you know, of course, Gordon remembers this was prime and, you know, his radio days. Uh, Remember Doug Bryan? The the two missed field goals in yep, two minutes. Sure. Oh man, that 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 was the crusher. Because if I ever thought that you know there was a time where the Jets could have won a Super Bowl with that team, <laughs> but uh, here's the thing with this: it, 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 it's not. It's sadly not going to end. And I, I, as I mentioned before, now I kind of feel sorry. I'm actually starting to feel sorry because I really feel like whoever had this fascination. Whoever had this fascination of making Zach Wilson a reclamation project clearly didn't really think it think it all the way straight through because the possibility of him being, you know, playing was a very high possibility. Like we just saw we're we're now watching, you know, in a seventeen game series where, where quarterbacks can, you know, have a couple of hiccups here and there, you know, just did we really need to 
force the kid to be in that situation right away? And the answer is a no. There should have been a backup quarterback. And that's why I just got to ask, who is the one that had this fascination of having him as a backup? And when I just look at all the smart people, I have a hard time thinking that Joe Douglas and Rob Salah and both of them are in years that they need to be where both of their jobs are on the line because both of them are tied together. Uh, I, I, it's a little too far-fetched for me to th- think that, you know, they decided to hitch their wagons into this situation. It's more of them being forced because we we, we, we've all been in these situations professionally. Well, we I'll say this, Jose. I'll say this, Jose, and thanks for the phone call. Thanks. For from from a Joe Douglas standpoint, he's looking long term. From a Robert Salas standpoint, he's game by game. <laughs> All right. So for me, I'm sure. And Gordon, I'm going to quote. And I, if you guys don't know it, hit Google. It has everything. Look for the look for the TV series. Welcome back, Cotter. And Gordon, I guarantee you. That when they went around and said, you know what, let's go keep Zach Wilson. Uh, Robert Sala was Arnold Horshack. Oh, 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 no, no, oh, 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 I'm sure, I guarantee you. Because your success as a chance to win is tied to your winning percentage. He's coming off two consecutive long, two consecutive losing seasons. He's not trying to say, well, come on, you know. He, he was, if anything, he was like, oh, let's get Aaron. Oh, we got to get Aaron. Oh, let's get that. Oh, because I've, you know, remember, he's the guy with the, a lot of the t shirts to go on the way they were. Although, when you hear him talk now, he's like, well, it's just them trying to show, you know, support for their backup guy, you know, that they loved him. No, they, we knew they loved him because he wasn't who they were, who they were dealing with in the beginning. So we already knew that he loved him. So, no, there's the, Salah didn't want him then. Salah didn't want to bring him back. And here's what, here's the thing I forgot to ask Rich Gordon. When Rich said, gave me some pushback that he that he thinks that, uh, you know, Zach Wilson could be benched, could be replaced during the season. He really thinks that. Gordon, it can't be during a game because we saw how long it took for him to bench him during the regular mm-hmm. season. Yeah, last year he had to get he had to get permission. That's not going to be a, a in game thing. That's going to be, in other words, he's got to be bad for another game, and then you'll say, okay. After the next game, we're going to take a look at, at Trevor Simeon or whoever else if they happen to bring somebody else in here. I would think it's going to be that Bronco game. That Bronco game is going to tell you whether or not he has any chance to remain the starting quarterback if he's not hurt before then because, again, he has gotten hurt. Uh, you're never going to get an answer for whose decision it was. I mean, no. this is the ultimate case of success has many fathers and failures and orphan. Nobody's going to own up to whose, whose idea it was to pick him or whose idea nope. it was to keep him. You're never going to find that out. But it's amazing to me for Robert Sala, and, and again, he's, he, it, it's not his decision, but his career, his coaching career could be ruined by one guy. Yep. That's right. That one pick is going to essentially ruin his career. Mm-hmm. And I'm right. not telling you he's done a, hundred, a thousand things right, but right. at the end of the day, he's not going to be able to recover from this. If no. they win, if they win three or four games, he's getting fired. Yeah. And if they keep Zach Wilson as the as the quarterback, it does seem pretty, pretty likely that they could win three or four games. 
Yeah, they're gonna have a if they keep him as as uh, the starter, they're gonna have an early, they have a good good sized draft pick. <laughs> because it also seems like he's kind of regressing. Yeah, he's not getting better. Yeah, the pressure he, gets him. It's either he's staying the same or he's getting worse. Yeah, and he'll give you one drive a game where mm-hmm. he looks like wow, okay, this is what we're seeing. Enjoy it now, because you're not gonna see it again. And it could be success. It could be consecutive drives. Like mm-hmm. on Friday, the fourth down, the fourth quarter, he moved up time, team right down the field. Although, to be honest, they did do a little no huddle in that drive. They did some, you know, they did a little quicker the pace and something that might be something they should try to do. Uh, but, you know, they did that. Then when they got the ball right back, it's like, nope, same, same. No, he's, he's reverted back to what he always does. Nope, holding on to the ball late, throwing it behind receivers. Nope, 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 not going to work. No, that was one one trick pony. That was it. One drive, that's all you get. It's not a way to work, man. No. Week three, Larry. It's week three. Or no, excuse me. It's going to be week four. Week four. I'm starting to get my draft choices ready. Yeah. Yeah. 